0: It's the Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Here's Rob Carney.
1: Well, it's almost noon. Close enough. Hi there. Welcome to the program. The Heartland at Noon from Monday, September 20th, 2021. We're into our final two days of summer. Did you know that? Autumn arrives on Wednesday. Coming up on the show today, we'll talk about autumn arriving and the harvest moon. Shining brightly in the skies these days. At its brightest tonight, by the way. Also today, COVID-19 will have the latest numbers. And there's a clinic if you'd like to get a vaccine or your second dose. Today in Moose Jaw, all the details on the way. Election Day it is. Polls are open locally until 7.30. Six names are on the ballot for the local Moose Jaw Lake Center Lanigan riding, a riding that was won handily by the Conservative Party of Canada's Tom Lukiski two years ago. Former Moose Jaw Mayor Fraser Tommy, of course, wears the conservative colors this time around. We'll take a look at some of the numbers today as we prepare to deliver the results tonight on CHAD and DiscoverMooseJaw.com. Tom Yanko of Saskatoon making headlines in Moose Jaw today. He's the winner of the Moose Jaw Shrine Club's 2000 Mellow Yellow Plymouth Prowler. The Shriners making the draws on Saturday night following their show, shrine, and cruise. Local people won the money for second and third prize and the 50-50. Stay tuned. We'll share the winner's names and have a visit with local Shriner Aaron Rustin. And we'll take a break from COVID-19 and elections and take a trip to the Moose Jaw Museum and Art Gallery to highlight some of the great programming underway this fall. Tegan Whitco will be joined by Christy Schweiger, Education Coordinator. On the Heartlanded News today.
0: You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for Ivermaine Place. Small town life is great when you're surrounded by people with big hearts. Contact today for senior living opportunities at Ivermaine Place, Central Butte.
2: Good Our afternoon, I'm new cases The of COVID-19 SHA has announced a one new death at reported in, in Saskatchewan yesterday, along with 285 According recoveries. According to the SHA, a COVID 19 outbreak is declared when two or more people are vaccinated. Polls are open in much of the country
3: in the in first Obama. pandemic era federal election. Elections Canada says almost 6.8 million people cast early ballots, but the majority of the country's roughly 30 million eligible voters are expected to cast their ballots today. Voters are encouraged to wear masks at polling stations, but proof of vaccination rules do not apply, even in provinces where they currently exist. Most riding winners should be known at the end of the night, but some close races may not have official winners for several days. The Crown has turned over all relevant documents to lawyers for the former head of the country's COVID-19 vaccine distribution program. Major General Danny Forte was removed from his post in May as the military opened a sexual assault investigation. Forte was not in court during a hearing this morning. He faces one count of sexual assault related to an alleged incident in 1988 and has denied any wrongdoing. No cause of death has been released for an Ottawa University football player who died shortly after a game this weekend. Fifth-year engineering student Francis Perron of Sherbrooke, Quebec, died not long after the Gigi's game against the University of Toronto on Saturday. The school's president says Perron excelled both on the field and in the classroom. A memorial will be held in the coming weeks. And Guinness World Records is recognizing two Japanese sisters who are 107 years and 333 days old as the world's oldest living identical twins. Today's announcement coincided with respect for the Age Day, which is a national holiday in Japan. Due to pandemic restrictions, the certificates for their new record were mailed to the separate nursing homes where the sisters live. I'm Pam Fedick.
1: Okay, thanks, Pam. We're having some technical difficulties with our local news. We hope to have that fixed here in uh, just a minute or two. Let's move on to sports, 800 C H A B Five different players scored goals in the Moose Jaw Warriors, 5-2 win over the Swift Current Broncos Saturday night in Moose Jaw. The Warriors are now 3-0 and in the Western Hockey League preseason. Tate Schofer, Max Warner, Robert Becko, Braden Yeager, and Calder Anderson scored the goals for Moose Jaw. Head coach of the Warriors, Mark O'Leary, likes the way his team is playing.
4: The expectations from coaches to the players is that we get better every day. And, uh, you know, it's no different on, on Monday. We'll have a, a day of rest for the guys, well-earned. And, you know, the expectations continue to, to go up as we move forward here to October 1st
1: and October 1st will mark the start of the regular season with the Saskatoon Blades in Moose Jaw to play our Warriors. In the meantime, the Warriors have two more exhibition games this weekend, Friday at home against the Pats and Saturday night against the Pats back in Regina. The AAA Warriors improved to 2-1 and one in their preseason on Sunday, beating the Swift Current Legionnaires 5-3 in Gull Lake. Caden Ostrom and Jackson Allen scored 2 each for the winners in that one. High school football on the weekend. Moose Jaw Central Cyclones. Who's going to score a point on them? Who's going to beat them? They're 2-0 after a 65-0 win over the Peacock Tornadoes. Swift Current Colts scored a 27-7 win over the Vanier Vikings, while the Weyburn Eagles beat Estevan 43-0. Toronto Blue Jays 5-3 winners over the Twins yesterday. Left-hander Robbie Ray gets the ball today to open a three-game series against the Tampa Bay Rays. The Jays hold the second spot in the American League wildcard race. And the NFL Monday Nighter has the Detroit Lions in Green Bay to play the Packers, both teams winless after one game this season.
0: From World Weather Incorporated, here's 800 CHAB Agriculture Weather Specialist Drew Lerner for Young's Equipment, your Case IH dealer in southern Saskatchewan.
5: Not much precipitation will be occurring across Saskatchewan during the coming seven days, and temperatures will continue to be warm biased outside of a chilly day today and tomorrow morning. I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner for the Golden West Radio Network. We do not expect to see precipitation of significance occurring across the region as we go forward through this week. With that said, though, we do have a chance for a little bit of shower activity as a brief frontal system rushes across the area, and it will Likely come with a little bit of a wind shift. All this will take place though Wednesday night into Thursday, and moisture totals across the heart of the province during that particular time period is certainly not expected to be more than about six millimeters. The precipitation at that point is probably going to concentrate along and south of a line from around the Lloyd Minster area over towards Yorkton and north of a line from Leader over towards Melville. That's a fairly narrow little strip of precipitation potential. Again, this. This is late Wednesday into Thursday, and outside of that, there's not going to be anything more than a few random spits and spats of moisture that will have absolutely no impact on the bottom line for harvest progress across the region. And as I mentioned before, we are expecting to see a warm bias to temperatures across the region as we go forward through the next seven days, but there will be a chill in the air for portions of the region, and we will see frost and freezes developing in quite a few locations as we go into the night tonight and tomorrow morning the coolest air will be in the eastern and north central parts of saskatchewan i really think the coldest air will be we'll in manitoba flying. but we will see temperatures low enough for some more frost and freezes to occur in the eastern part of the region and we'll expect that to uh, generate an end to the growing season yeah. for some Send areas it to 9000 no hard freezes likely outside of yeah. the northeast part of the region yeah. and even there it's a little questionable as to how significant the cold will actually be we will look for the temperatures to rebound very quickly Quickly after that, and we'll see warmer than normal conditions dominating the rest of this week and into the coming weekend, with some temperatures well above average. Afternoon temperatures will be held to the upper teens and lower 20s early this week, but we'll see those temperatures soaring into the 20s later this week, going into the coming weekend, with another possible or two of readings okay. near 30 Try. degrees in the far south and southeast for the Golden West Radio Network. I'm meteorologist. Dr. Lerner.
1: Oh, you heard my telephone conversation there, did you? <laughs> Technical difficulties. I think we have the local news now for noon. Good
2: afternoon. I'm Haley Shirky. The SHA has announced a COVID-19 outbreak at Sacred Heart Elementary School on September 17th. According to the SHA, a COVID-19 outbreak is declared when two or more people contract the virus in a non-household setting. Outbreaks will remain listed until officially declared over by an SHA medical health officer. Residents in Saskatchewan with a MySask Health Record account will now be able to view their COVID 19 vaccination record in a new format, which includes a QR code. The QR code will include the individual's name, type of vaccine administered, date, and lot number. The code also supports proof of vaccination if you are traveling internationally. Residents can download, save, print, or view the code on a mobile device. Come October, businesses and organizations requiring proof of vaccine will have the option of using the code as proof. Scanning the code with the SaskVax Verifier app will show a green indicator if the person is fully vaccinated and red if they are not. The Moose Jaw Shrine Club held a Show Shrine Cruise fundraiser on Saturday, auctioning off a 2000 Mellow Yellow Plymouth Prowler. Also included in this year's raffle, cash prize draws for second place of $2,000 and third place of $1,000 and a 50-50 raffle. Aaron Rustin at the Moose Jaw Shrine Club tells us who the lucky winner of the Prowler is.
6: So, yeah, Mr. Tom Yanko from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, is actually the winner of the Mellow Yellow 2000 Plymouth Prowler. uh, And he's he's pretty excited. We're going to be giving delivery on uh, next Saturday morning.
2: Rustin said the club is looking to host another event like this in the future, but lots of planning will have to take place beforehand. And voters who didn't take advantage of advanced polling, today is your chance. Information on where to vote and what is needed to cast your ballot is available on Elections Canada website or by checking your voter ID card. Polls are open in Saskatchewan until 7.30 p.m. tonight, and Discover Moose Jaw will have coverage on the results and reactions of the election after the polls close. The Moostraw Fire Department and police were notified of a house fire at 1027 Ominica Street East around one in the morning on Sunday. Upon arrival, the houses were engulfed in flames and two neighboring houses sustained minor damage. Police and fire were able to confirm that the house was unoccupied and no one was injured. The cause of the fire remains under investigation, and there is approximately $100,000 in damage. The Saskatchewan Health Authority is moving ahead with Phase 2 of its surge plan to try and relieve pressures off the healthcare care system due to COVID-19. As of Friday, there were 223 people in hospital with COVID-19, including 137 receiving inpatient care and 50 in the ICU. SHA Emergency Operations Center Site Commander Derek Miller said the ICU rates are rising and it is alarming.
0: It's increasing at a rate six times faster than what we saw at our previous um wave in, in wave three where we had our peak of of ICU demand. And so this uh this step up in our capacity is really meant to try to be prepared for what well, one respond to what we're seeing on our doorsteps right now in the moment, but then also be prepared for what may come in the weeks ahead.
2: The second phase will include a temporary provincial slowdown of elective procedures and transfer of patients. The opposition NDP are reacting to the latest actions taken by the provincial government during the fourth wave of the pandemic. On Friday, a new public health order came into effect, making masks mandatory once again at indoor public gatherings. NDP leader Ryan Miley said the premier needs to apologize for the way he's handled the pandemic.
0: He owes an apology to every single person in this province for having refused to do the job he was elected to do, for having refused to lead, and for having let us all down in a moment of crisis.
2: Miley added that hospitals are overrun with patients, and he hopes to see new public health orders bringing down case numbers. And now, the Golden West Radio Money Scope for Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is down 508 points. The Dow Jones is down 761 points. The NASDAQ is down 391 points. And the Canadian dollar is down at 77.90 cents U.S. And do you have a story to share? Click Submit News on DiscoverMooseJaw.com.
1: Okay, thanks, Haley. I think we've got our technical difficulties all fixed here on the Heartland at Noon. So, you've had the national news, the local weather, and Drew Lerner. Let's do, I know you had the local sports. Let's do the local weather.
0: Now, your Discover Moose Draw weather.
1: Hey, that works. Sunny today. Wind west to 20, gusting to 40. The high, 19 degrees. Tonight, clear, becoming partly cloudy overnight. You'll still get a good peek at the harvest moon tonight. It'll be at its brightest this evening, from what I understand. The low plus three, so a risk of frost. Tomorrow, sunny, wind southwest, 20, high 22. Wednesday, sunny, 27. Thursday, sunny, 16. Friday, sunny, high 22. Yesterday's high in Moose John 19 degrees. The normal high at this time of year is 18 with a normal low of 3. The record high, 27 degrees set in 1966. The record low, minus 5 in 1995. Sun came up at 646 this morning and goes down at 705 this evening. This hour, Moose Jaw Sunny and 14, Regina 13, Assiniboia Gravelberg 12, Rockland Coronac 12, Swift Current 10, Elbow 12, Davidson Watrous 12. Once again, Assiniboia 12, Regina 13, and with the wind northwest at 24, gusting to 35, and the relative humidity at 51%, it's 14 degrees in Moose Jaw. We'll take a time out. The Paul Martin Commentary is coming up.
0: Tim here with Young's Equipment. Get more. more capacity, 30% more speed, 70% more flex. The all-new Macdon FD2 gives you more of everything you need for harvesting performance from the company that brought you the original Flex Draper. Call your local Young's Equipment location or visit youngs.ca. Bigger, faster, flexier.
4: Get more with the Macdon FD2 Flex Draper. Hey, it's Brennan Labatt, and I'm a proud member of the Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation. Did you know that every SWF membership supports outdoor education opportunities for over 25,000 Saskatchewan youth and adults each year? Join our team and keep Saskatchewan wild. To get your membership or to learn more about our benefits, visit swf.sk.ca or call 1-877-SWF-WILD.
6: This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB.
1: Mr. Rustin is standing by, in fact, uh, wearing his uh, fez today, uh, representing the Moose Jaw Shrine Club. They made the big draw, as you heard in the news, for the 2000 Mellow Yellow Plymouth Prowler on the weekend. So uh, we'll get a recap and let you know who all the winners were. Uh, Saskatoon guy won the car, but local people won the 50-50 and the second and third cash second and third place cash prizes. So that's coming up. The road report on the Heartland at New. Brought to you by My Addictions clothing boutique in the town and country mall. New fall fashions have just arrived, small to 2XL. Well, besides all the detours for cast iron main replacement, which I'm sure you know all about by now. Uh, The intersection of Grandview and 7th Southwest. Water main break over there to watch out for. And a couple of more traffic interruptions here. Won't affect a lot of traffic, but there's some paving work at Oxford and Wolf Avenue. And uh, Ocado Street West, some paving on the 1200 block. So that's between 12th and 13th Avenue Southwest on Cotto Street. Some paving underway today. If you have trouble in traffic any time, let us know. We can alert other motorists on the radio, 693-8000, or text that line, the Moose Jaw RVM Marine text line, 693-8000. Now, today's Paul Martin commentary.
4: It's like they're speaking two different languages. As we listen to the politicians on the campaign trail, one of the leading conversation points these days is housing affordability. It's especially evident in the big cities like Toronto and Vancouver, where owning a home is a pipe dream for many, but it's also an issue here. Yet the politicians in the markets are on completely different wavelengths. While the campaigns like to talk about lowering housing costs, putting home ownership within the reach of the average citizen, they have not convinced the folks who actually build those units that this is a possibility. Home starts were down just about everywhere in Canada last month. At a time when supply is not keeping up with demand, a trend that's actually driving prices higher, we are not seeing or hearing anything that will ease the situation. Demand continues unabated. Interest rates are low. And inventory is also low, so the number of homes that changed hands last month, new or used, also dropped. Clearly, what the politicians are saying and what actual people are doing are vastly different. I'm Paul Martin.
1: Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. The best way to start your weekend is at Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Every Saturday on Langdon Crescent from 8 to 1. Rain or shine, bring your family to Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Strike up some fun this weekend at the South Hill Bowling Center. Rock and Glow Bowling is back
7: Friday and Saturday nights and Saturday afternoons. Knock down some pins with your friends and family. South Hill Bowling. Call 693-0955 to book your spot.
4: This is Greg Marston from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to the Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB.
1: Before we get into the latest on COVID-19 and today's federal election, let's check in with Aaron Rustin. Moose Jaw Shrine Club raffling off the 2000 Mellow Yellow Plymouth Prowler. Also included in the raffle this year, cash prize draws for second place of $2,000 and 1000 for third place. And a 50-50 raffle, which uh, was 5 bucks a ticket. The Shrine Club's show, Shrine, and Cruise taking place this past Saturday night. A nice warm evening for it. Uh, the Prowler went to Tom Yanko of Saskatoon. Shriner Aaron Rustin is on the Heartland at noon via telephone. Aaron, the uh, cruise uh, most successful
6: yeah man i bet you there were probably close to 200 cars it was quite amazing yeah it just they kept coming and coming through the night and of course leaving and they seemed to be out uh, enjoying the evening because it was a beautiful one but yeah it really it turned
1: out very well and turned out very well for a saskatoon guy It
6: sure did. You know, I actually talked to Tom this morning again. He is so excited. He's a car person. Uh, And when he bought the ticket, he thought, you know, I I probably won't win. But wouldn't it be nice? He's always wanted a prowler. And, uh, you know, his, if I could say, his dream came true. So, yeah, Mr. Tom Yanko from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, is actually the winner of the Mellow Yellow 2000 Plymouth Prowler. Uh, and he's, he's pretty excited. We're going to be giving delivery on uh, next Saturday morning here in Moose Jot Marie GM.
1: Well, good for Tom Yanko.
6: Yeah, he's a, he's a happy guy.
1: Right on. And you added prices this year in the car raffle. Not only could you buy a ticket on the uh, 2000 Mellow Yellow Plymouth Prowler, but uh, if you uh, bought your ticket, you're also eligible for cash prizes. And some of that cash is staying right here at home.
6: It is you know it 's kind of it 's kind of neat when I uh, of course, after the draw, I called everyone right, and at that hour, I think only one of the winners was actually available to take the call, otherwise I left voicemails, and uh, you know it was kind of cool because the second place winner is uh, Darla Myron from right here in Moose Moosechop. And it was kind of interesting because that night she was sitting there pet- petting our, our grand puppy, Tank, which is our daughter and her husband's dog, Tank. So she was sitting petting him, and uh, she had bought a ticket. So when she said, you know, are you, are you Tank's granddad? And I said, yeah, I am. And she was the one lady. So it was really cool. Local lady, Darla, won the $2,000 second prize. Third prize for $1,000 went to Jeremy Robinson. Uh, again, both of them very excited about winning, and, and you know what? Um, it, yeah, they just were very receptive to it and had a chance to talk to them. And it's always nice, you know, after all of the work and everyone, everyone bringing, bringing their efforts 1,000% to actually talk to the winners.
1: So Darla Myron Amustia, winner of $2,000. Tom Yanko, of yep. Saskatoon, the grand prize winner, winning the Plymouth Prowler. Where's yep. Jeremy Robinson from, the $1,000 winner?
6: You know, he's here, and it's $1,000 is what he won. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a, just a great, great night, that's for sure. So two fairly local and one Saskatoon winner, and then, of course, we've got the 50-50, too.
1: $10,305 to uh, Derek and Dalton Duzan, along with Mike Downton.
6: You got it, man. Yeah, local guys who put so much into this, um, local community, local, uh, they work with the Shriners, so it was a really wonderful thing. These guys have been working very hard, uh, and they put the efforts forward, so it was nice to see them win.
1: I want you to know I was uh, waiting in anticipation of the big announcement Saturday night. I couldn't stay up for the for the prize draws. I was just too tired. It was about eleven eleven o'clock by the time you made the draws.
6: Yeah, it, yeah, actually by 11.07, I think, we were done. We videoed it, so if people want to see the actual taping of it, there were about 25 people or so in attendance to watch, uh, you can go to the Moose Jaw Shrine Club Facebook page. Uh, we were live throughout the evening at different times, and we actually recorded the whole session. You can watch it on there, and, and uh, yeah, and actually see the numbers announced and the people around. It was a wonderful, wonderful evening. And I just want to thank the community of Moose Jaw and everyone that stepped up to make it difference in children's and families' lives, uh, not only just here, but right across Canada. It's an amazing cause. And you know what? Um, uh, you know, bigger and better. We're going to do her again, Rob. And thank you, CHAB. Thank you, Mr. Carney, for all that you do. Uh, you bless this community, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing to be partners with you guys.
1: Well, I want you to know I, I, I couldn't stay up for the draw, so I, I took my phone with me yeah. to bed waiting hoping the phone would ring and wake me up with the good news. And then I woke up Sunday morning, my phone did not ring. I felt felt like such a loser.
6: No, Rob, you will (laughs) never be that, sir. You will never be that. But you know what? As I say, we're going to have another one coming up. It's going to take some big, big planning. But maybe next time, Mr. Carney. Maybe next time.
1: You know, I feel good because uh, the money that the Moose Jaw Shrine Club raises uh, stays in the community and, and helps local children.
6: It really does. And, you know, they say you don't know us until you need us. And you know what has happened over the years, unfortunately, is the awareness of the Shriners has dropped down. As generations change and those things, we're going to look to raise the awareness of what the Shriners do. There are so many stories locally, like you say, Rob, of families whose lives have been changed because of the work of the Shriners, our travel fund, uh, just some of the amazing things. So also see a push over the months ahead of letting people know who the Shriners are that we plug in right locally. And we'd love to have people come out and check us out. We'd love new members. Uh, Always new insight, new energy is very important.
1: Any idea of how much money we raised uh, during the round? Well,
6: you know, we're just tallying everything up. As soon as I get all those numbers, uh, we, you know, there was a big push that night. So we're just reconciling everything and making sure that everything is accurately done. So not only that we can talk to the people about it, uh, but also for SLGA purposes and everything. We've got to make sure that everything's accurate before we throw numbers out there and find, oh, maybe we we're off a little bit on that one.
1: Okay. Well, for sure, you raised over $10,000 because uh, oh, yeah. you got the fifty-fifty cash there. So again, yeah. our, our winners, uh, winners of the 50-50 draw $10,305. Derek and Dalton Duzan, along with Mike Downton, they'll split it three ways. Uh, $2,000 second prize to Darla Myron of Moose Jaw. $1,000 third prize to Jeremy Robinson of Moose Jaw. And the Mellow Yellow Plymouth Prowler to Tom Yanko of Saskatoon. Moose Jaw Shrine Club's Mellow Yellow Plymouth Prowler raffle, uh, a great success. Shriner Aaron Rustin, thanks for this. Really appreciate it. Thank
6: you, sir. You have a good day, man.
1: Yeah, I really was waiting for that call. You know, I really thought I was going to Get it. But that's okay. Like I said, uh, everybody who uh, bought a ticket and didn't win, you're you're all winners. We're all winners. The Moose Jaw Shrine Club uh, uses that money very well to help local children and local families right here in Moose Jaw and area. Well, uh, COVID-19 case numbers continue to climb in Saskatchewan. We have 148 active cases as of yesterday in the local South Central Zone. I believe that number was 81, am I correct, from Friday? So we're up. Seven people in the South Central Zone are in the hospital, including four in intensive care. 4,586 cases are active province-wide, and 55 of those people are in intensive care units province-wide. The Saskatchewan Health Authority has a vaccine clinic running in Moose Jaw today until 6 o'clock at the Golden Nugget Center Moose Jaw Exhibition Grounds. So, if you uh, need a vaccine, if you uh, need that second vaccine shot, it's available for you today until 6 o'clock Golden Nugget Center Moose Jaw Exhibition Grounds. On Sunday, the Saskatchewan Health Authority reported an additional 4,522 vaccines were administered. That's the most in a single day throughout all of August or September. So a lot of the unvaccinated people are getting the message to get the vaccine. Uh, COVID vaccination record available with QR code. That's uh, on the headline on the uh, government of Saskatchewan news release uh, today. Saskatchewan citizens with a My Sask Health Record account at eHealth Saskatchewan are now able to view their COVID-19 vaccination record in a new format that includes QR or a quick response code. It can be downloaded and saved, printed, and viewed on mobile devices. The new one-page format replaces the COVID-19 vaccination record launched in Saskatchewan last month, which does not include the QR code. The new format with the QR code also notes the individual's name, the type of vaccinations uh, administered, country of issuance, and a lot number. The new certification with digital QR code supports proof of vaccination at border entry if traveling internationally and is aligned with work uh, the federal government is undertaking on a national solution. So you'll have several options for showing your proof of vaccination credentials, the QR code on your mobile phone, a printed QR code wallet cards received at the time of immunization as well. The vaccine uh, certificate with the QR code is being launched now to give us time to retrieve the information and familiarize ourselves with the process. And by the end of this month, uh, businesses or organizations requiring proof of vaccination will have the option to download and use a free QR code verifier app that'll be able to scan the QR code and determine if a person is fully vaccinated or not. The Saskatchewan Vaccine Verifier app uh, will be free from Google Play and in Apple App Stores. Confusing, isn't it? Uh, effective September twentieth, an interim registration process—that's today—an interim registration process is being implemented to make it easier for us to access our COVID nineteen vaccine information through my Sask Health record. Verification will continue through key identity verification documents. The new interim process will see the verification of a PIN requirement suspended for a period of three to four months. You see, that was a problem in uh, in the last several days. Uh, people trying to get the uh, personal identification number. So, this will allow us quicker access to our MySask Health Record and proof of COVID 19 vaccination. This interim approach, the government says, improves access while ensuring key identity documents are used to access your health information. Website traffic is expected to be busy and delays may be experienced as more people sign up for the MySask Health Record in preparation for the October 1st proof of vaccination requirements. Your patience is appreciated. I talked to one friend this morning who uh, tried it out, and uh, it was a frustrating experience. It uh, didn't work. Uh, she told me that um, once she she got on there and, and got her... Uh, Got everything in in line. There was no there was no record of her being vaccinated and she's been double vaxxed. So uh, back to the drawing board for her. So like the provincial government says, uh, website traffic is expected to be busy and delays may be experienced. We'll keep you up to date on that. Uh, Also today, we learned by early November, most adult foreign nationals will have to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 in order to travel to the United States. The White House announcing that today, the news, the first clear indication from the uh, government in the United States. Uh, that it's preparing to ease travel restrictions, first imposed in March of 2020 at the outset of the pandemic. Details, uh, short as of right now. It's not clear, for example, how the new policy will specifically impact travel at the Canada-U.S. land border, where non-essential visitors remain prohibited from crossing. That specific uh, prohibition is being extended another 30 days until October 21st. Uh, And the other question is whether Canadians who received the AstraZeneca vaccine, which has never been approved for use in the U.S., will meet eligibilities. So, uh, again, that's another story that continues to unfold. The federal election is unfolding here in Canada. More on that. Coming up next.
0: Attention, malt barley growers. Prairie Malt and Bigger is offering competitive bids on 2021 Copeland, Metcalf, Synergy, Connect, Fraser, and Bow varieties. Aggressive bids and nearby movement is available for malt barley into Bigger, Saskatchewan. Contact Prairie Malt today for details and pricing. 1 306 948 3500. 1 306 948 3500 Prairie Malts in Bigger. 800 CHAB, connecting the community.
8: Hey, Mousta, this is Michaela Turner from the Mooshja Co op, Marketing and Community Relations Manager. I'm excited to invite you out to feel good day. 2021 happening on Tuesday September 21st at all of our gas bar locations from open to close 10 cents will be donated from every liter of fuel pumped at all of our locations you can buy cookies coffee slushes Um, all proceeds are going this year to Heartland Hospice Moose Jaw a very deserving group doing pretty special work in our community
0: connecting the community brought to you by urban cellars located on south hill serving all of moose jaw they offer a large selection of wines spirits beers and seltzers stop by today Rasa white cap and how red angus serving you in the past present and the future Charley and red angus designed for your ranch needs and community service radio 800
4: chab <laughs> This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB.
1: Federal Election Day in Canada. Local polls are open until 7.30 tonight. We're voting uh, locally in the Jaw Lake Center, Lanigan Riding. We will have the latest results on your radio this evening during our uh, regular newscast and on discovermoosejaw.com. We had five candidates in the election in 2019. Uh, Remember Jillian Walker and Cecilia Melanson? Yeah, they ran for the Green and Liberal parties, respectively. This time around, we've got six candidates to choose from. Uh, The People's Party of Canada, Che Craig. The Green Party, represented this time by Isaiah Hunter. The NDP again, Talon Regent taking another shot. Conservative Party of Canada candidate is Fraser Tomey, our former mayor, of course, running after Tom Lukiski announced his retirement. The Maverick Party, uh, Craig Townsend and the Liberal Party represented by Caitlin Zimmer. Interesting to note, uh, the Conservative Party of Canada, uh, easily uh, the winner in the local riding uh, last time around, two years ago, with 71% of the vote. Talon Regent was next with 17%. Uh, The Liberals, Cecilia Melanson, uh, with 5.6% of the vote. Chay Craig finished a distant fourth with uh, 3.59% of the vote. And the Green Party uh, in fifth place with just 1,201 votes for Gillian Walker. Again, polls are open until 7:30 tonight in the federal election and uh, we'll have the results as they flow in tonight on 800CHAB and on discovermoosejaw.com. Okay, let's switch gears and go to the Moosejaw Museum and Art Gallery. It's been a year and a half of adapting and learning and changing on the fly for the MJ Mag, doing their best uh, during the pandemic to continue to keep local and local area people engaged with what's happening at the museum, from the exhibits to the educational programming for people of all ages. And that work continues this fall with a number of opportunities for you and your family. Our Tegan Whitco has more.
9: Christy Schweiger, Education Coordinator at the Moose Museum and Art Gallery, joining us on the phone. Christy, man, you guys have been busy.
10: You can say that again. Yes, between um, putting together our fall art classes and our school programs will be launched on Monday. But uh, most importantly, um, an art gallery isn't an art gallery without exhibitions. And we are opening an, um, two new exhibitions tomorrow. Uh, one is called Blazing Across the Trail, Exploring David Milne's Imaginative uh, Vision. And secondly, uh, Belinda Harrell, uh, and, um, and it's, uh, called, entitled Unsettled. So, two exhibitions, um, David Milne is, um, a very famous Canadian artist, um, who, um, Trailblazed, um, looking at uh, landscapes, um, in, particularly in the Canadian Shield um, area, uh, looks at landscapes. Uh, we've got paintings of his work. We have prints of his work. Uh, so um, that's uh, one exhibition. Belinda Harrell, um, she is uh, one of the themes in her work is, is looking at prairie animals and birds but the twist in her work is looking at how they've adapted into our urban settings and um, she uses uh, I guess you would say a little bit of humor and um, also the thought of um, looking at um, um, how we've kind of encroached on their lands and the colonization of um, of the um, North America so there's a lot of interesting thought-provoking thoughts in relationship to her work Um, so yes, those exhibitions open tomorrow Uh, we um, are starting um, new protocol at the Art Gallery and um, everybody will uh, have to be masked uh, to uh, come and look at the exhibitions. so um, just to let everybody know out there to um, either bring a mask or we can definitely provide you with a mask.
9: Certainly. And um, I understand, Christy, we'll likely learn a little bit more as the uh, government holds their press conference this afternoon with, uh, you know, the proof of vaccination and how that will look uh, as we approach the month of October. But, of course, tomorrow uh, masks are mandated in all public spaces throughout the province. So that, that's a good heads up to, to give anybody who wants to come see these good.
10: Yes, we kind of have been on top of it here. We're very aware and we're also looking at other um, art galleries and nonprofit um, nonprofit organizations and, and even the library upstairs. We work in tandem with them to make sure we're kind of on the same page.
9: Which is certainly important when you share a building together.
10: <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So with that in mind, we have a number of um, programs that we're offering to the public, very small settings. Um, everybody wears masks in person with our art programs, and um, we are also doing our noon-hour slide starting in October online as well, virtually. So we're we're kind of aware of that situation, so we're kind of gearing um, our programming a lot of it um, in that direction. As long uh, as well as our school program, um, it is also virtual online. So what we do is we provide kits. And instructions and um, and then I provide a, uh, a virtual link, and we do our art projects and look at the exhibitions virtually um, so we we are still providing um, some really um, really good um, art programs for for schools and teachers to help supplement their their art education. I know they're so busy trying to do things like making sure everybody's masked and hands clean. So I, I, I feel so sorry for their job. So I'm trying to help them out as best as, as we can at the Moose Museum and Art Gallery too.
9: Well, and it's certainly important to still have a focus on art. And we are so spoiled to have such a wonderful museum and art gallery right here in our own backyard. This sounds fantastic, offering in-person art classes again and launching school programs this upcoming Monday. For folks who want to get involved, what do they need to know? How do they register? Where do they find the information?
10: That's a very good question, Tegan. All of our programs have gone um, registration online. We don't want to, uh, we want to minimize uh, our touch factor. So um, they can go to our website at at www.mjmag.ca. With our um, school programs, there's a link under um, learning. With our public programs, there's a um, school—I mean, um, pardon me—art um, class link on there as well, and also with our noon hour slides, there's a link under the learning tab um, there. And we are going to be providing some um, some programming in relationship to um, uh, Belinda Harrell. Uh, she, she's going to do a virtual um, tour on and and a um, discussion about um uh, her work online on wednesday october 13th and as well the um the curator that did work with david milne's work there will be um an online um discussion on wednesday october 20th so everything's kind of geared online if you're in nova scotia or vancouver you can join us for for those kinds of programs that's what we've learned that has really worked well with um, our online programming as we can link everybody from all over the place. Um, so our audience has expanded uh, immensely to include other people who are in other parts of the country.
9: Well, that's certainly exciting, getting a little bit of a taste of home, right?
10: Yes, oh, for sure. Or they know the artists or, you know, f- personal friends of, of those people. So that, that's pretty awesome.
1: Christy Schwager, the education coordinator at the Moose Jaw Museum and Art Gallery. Uh, They've also announced a partnership with the Senior Center Without Walls. More from Tegan and Christy when we come back. Heartland at noon on CHAB.
3: Classes in session. Time for another lesson in rock and roll history on 800 CHAB.
7: It is the best of songs, it is the worst of songs. That's one quote that describes the song Louie Louie by The Kingsmen. Originally written in 1957 by Richard Berry and covered by over 1,600 different bands, The Kingsmen are who ultimately brought the song to its massive level of fame. The song was recorded for only $50 in a recording studio that required vocalist Jack Eli to stand on his tiptoes while looking straight up in order for the mic to pick up his singing. After poor sales initially, the song was eventually featured on a Boston radio station as the worst record of the week. Listeners loved it, and the song skyrocketed to fame. However, not everyone liked it. The song was actually subject to a 31 month long investigation by the FBI after rumors circulated that the lyrics were filled with profanity and graphic debauchery. However, after investigating, they determined that the lyrics could not be interpreted and it was unintelligible at any speed. The FBI did all this without ever looking at the lyrics or interviewing Barry, who wrote the song. Let's go!
0: This has been another rock and roll history lesson
3: Brought to you by Halstead Denture Clinic Call in the third generation for all your denture needs S Builders Building Moose Jaw's history since 1953
0: And Community Service Radio 800-CHAB Discover Moose Jaw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com.
2: Mainly sunny today, wind west gusting to 40 kilometers an hour and a high of 19. Tuesday sunny, wind southwest at 20 kilometers an hour in the morning and a high of 22. Wednesday sunny and a high of 27. Thursday sunny and a high of 16. And Friday, sunny and a high of 22. For complete online weather anytime, click on discovermoosejaw.com or the Moose Jaw Live app. I'm Haley Shirky.
6: This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB.
1: More now from Tegan Whitko and Christy Schwager, the Education Coordinator at the Moose Museum and Art Gallery. When we left off, we were talking about audience numbers uh, going up for the Moose Jaw Museum and Art Gallery with their uh, virtual programming. Back to Tegan and Christy.
9: Obviously, you've moved to a, a virtual format, a virtual setting in many of the aspects of what the Moose Museum and Art Gallery does. But you're also involved with Senior Center Without Walls. And David Milne is going to be a part of an upcoming Taste of Art series.
10: Yes, yes, this is um, an experiment, kind of a pilot project that we've um, been doing with um, with the, the Senior Center, and we've also incorporated another um, lady who um, we'll talk to in a couple minutes, but um, be, being able to um, include seniors who are at home alone and looking for something to do, um, this program is... Um, not just about art; it's about um, learning and appreciating art and artists um, as well. So, um, for it, it's it's been really um, exciting to be able to um, include an art exhibit in our program without being here. And the other twist is it's over the telephone. So imagine. <laughs> um, um how many um things we have to consider so um we have um, images that we've printed out um, of some of the um the the pieces in the gallery we have um art supplies because we would like people to join in and in in doing something and um and also instructions so all of that information has um, been mailed out to our seniors and uh, our program we had to kind of um maxim, our maximum intake of that program was 20 and we have 20 um seniors that are part of that program and it started today
9: well that is very exciting um, sh- should we uh call up Katherine Livingstone and see what she can share with us regarding this program
10: oh for sure i think that would be a great um great idea she'll share um how she's um it- been working with us uh we've been um working all summer um to develop the program um and her um philosophy in um teaching so it's been um several months of of preparation and planning to to make this
9: happen. I bet it's pretty exciting to see all of this finally come to fruition hey
10: yes oh for sure
9: wonderful well let 's uh let me just conference her in here sure. well hi there is this katherine livingstone it sure is well hello Catherine. my name is tegan Whitco from discovermooshjaw.com and uh, the three mooshjaw radio stations and we also have christy on the phone with us hi katherine <laughs> i can tell the two of you have spent a little bit of time working together hey that's <laughs> right Oh, jeez. Well, Catherine Livingstone, you are a Winnipeg-based dementia educator. Thank you so much for, uh, for giving us your time today to talk about this upcoming program for Senior Center Without Walls.
8: Well, I am delighted to
9: join you from the province next door. <laughs> so, without further ado, tell us a little bit about what it is that you do, Catherine. Well, I like you said, I
8: uh, work in the field of dementia uh, support. So I help support uh, people living with a diagnosis of dementia and their families. And what we do is uh, work together to um, design great visits, design meaningful activities and engagement opportunities, and just make sure that everyone is living graciously alongside uh, brain change.
9: With this upcoming program, where it's basically a party line and you have an opportunity to, you know, have seniors discuss art. It's iconic mm. images from a famous 20th century Canadian artist, David Milne. Why mm. did we select David Milne's artwork? Ah, oh, well, maybe Christy actually could speak to that. Well, um,
10: when Catherine and I were talking about putting this program together, we were looking at when would be uh, an opportunity to do this. And, and the curator at the Mooshtar Museum and Art Gallery had already booked uh, David Milne uh, a couple of years ago, and when I um, mentioned it to Catherine, she said, oh, that would be a wonderful artist. Um, he's very recognizable to the senior population and uh, iconic Canadian imagery. So it was
9: just a perfect fit. The stars aligned, if you will. Mm-hmm. It did. <laughs> yeah. So, Catherine, how does a program like this benefit seniors
8: So, yeah, I should also um, sort of frame this as um, the reality is it's a program for seniors, um, and the seniors we're working with um, in this program aren't living with dementia. So even though I do tend to work with people living with brain change, this isn't necessarily working uh, with people with brain change. But when you engage people, especially seniors that tend to be isolated or living in rural environments, Um, where isolation and loneliness is a risk factor, Um, those seniors tend to be more at risk for things like cognitive decline. And we know that from research that's come from the federal government. Um, So programs like this where we can reach out, where we can think about art in new ways, is really great for things like brain health and um, really neuroplasticity and all the good things that you want to... To have moving forward as you age, so um, talking about art in new and interesting ways is actually a really great a way to keep your body healthy. If that makes sense.
9: Oh, absolutely! And obviously, you know, uh, some of the seniors here in our community may not have access to a computer, thus why we're doing the the party line kind of angle here, right? Uh, maybe, Christy, you could speak to that a little bit.
10: Oh, for sure. Yes. Um, uh, it definitely um works very well um in uh, in a low tech um, population, and basically what the seniors do is they call in their a phone number and uh, they're immediately connected to um, the group that's involved or um, Rhonda who's in um, administers and and is part of the the senior center program. She call, calls them up. So it, it works really well. It's, it's um, low technology. Um, everybody knows how to use their phone. And um, probably amplifiers and all that kind of help everybody as well. So it's, it's a win-win for, for our seniors.
9: I understand this is kind of a test run. Uh, it's, you know, four Thursdays consecutively through October the 7th. And, Christy, if I recall, you mentioned you completely filled this up, right? 20, 20 individuals are participating? Yes,
10: we did. And um, this is a pilot, but I have been involved with senior centers um, for over a year now. We've been doing art programs um through the art gallery for the last year. So we're we're immersed into um, telephone art programming, but this um, connecting Catherine with um, the exhibition with seniors and and just her way, her lovely way of um, doing the program. There's already been a lot of um, positive feedback, even just within the one day that we've taught.
9: That's very exciting. Um, Catherine, I know know you're joining us from, you know, a province over, but uh, is this something that you would consider doing again here for our community?
8: Well, yeah, like Christy said, it is a pilot program. It is based on a methodology that's out of the States from the University of Milwaukee. Um, And I was talking to them this afternoon about some of our results. So it's kind of exciting that we're feeding into a body of research of senior engagement Um, And today was our first pilot program. Uh, Like Christy said, it went really well. We've already been getting great feedback. So, yeah, I think if we uh, continue in this vein and we have um, interest and excitement over the next remaining series of programs, I think it could be the beginning of something really special.
9: Well, fingers crossed. Here's hoping. Man, Catherine, you did a great job. I put you on the spot there. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies, that is all the questions I have lined up for you today, but I would like to give you both, uh, you know, an opportunity if there's anything else that you would like to add. Anything from you, Catherine?
8: Um, Well, no, I I would say that um, if anyone is interested in visiting the museum in person, I think this is like a really great exhibit. David Milne is a fascinating Canadian artist. Not a lot of people know about him. He's a contemporary of the group of Seven who most people have heard of. Um, So if people are able to get to Moose John see this exhibit, which is on loan from Ontario, I would really encourage them to do so because I think it's something really special. Yes,
10: and I can uh, give people details about coming to the gallery. We are open Tuesday through Sunday uh, from 1 o'clock until 5, and then we have a dedicated morning on Wednesdays for seniors and people who are um, immunity compromised. So that is running Wednesdays from 10 until noon. So very exciting. Um, we are very safe. We're, we're being as safe as we can in the COVID time. So that's why we ask everybody wear masks and we do um, special cleaning every hour. So we're, we're being very, very careful uh, um, about our visitors and um, and our staff and everybody involved. So we we, are, we want to be open for everybody, but being safe about it.
9: Absolutely. Christy Schweiger and Catherine Livingstone, thank you so much for all of your time today. We really appreciate it. And keep doing what you're doing, because it's great work.
1: Well, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
9: yeah, thanks so much.
1: <laughs> and thank you, Tegan. Moose Museum and Art Gallery, always keeping it up to date with the latest technology. You can check out their website and follow them on social media as well take your time. I will be back. Heartland at noon, 800-CHAV.
9: Attention Northern Saskatchewan farmers. Looking to dispose of unwanted agricultural pesticides or old livestock and equine medications? Take them to a Clean Farms collection event for safe disposal at no charge. Collection events are happening at designated egg retailers on specific days between October 4th and 8th. For details on what's accepted, dates and locations, go to cleanfarms.ca and look under what to recycle Where, or call Clean Farms at 877-622-4468. Or contact your local egg retailer. COVID restrictions may apply.
4: This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance. And you're listening to the Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB.
0: Now, the latest headlines at discovermoosdraw.com.
1: A story we just had on the Heartland at Noon. Proof of vaccination QR codes now available in Saskatchewan. Read all about it. COVID-19 outbreak at Sacred Heart Elementary School. Vaccination Clinic offering Moderna and Pfizer open today. That's a key story. If you have yet to be vaccinated or you're looking for your second shot, there it is. Saskatchewan Health Authority has a vaccine clinic today in Moose Jaw. Till 6 p.m., Golden Nugget Center, Exhibition Grounds. It was yesterday the Saskatchewan Health Authority reported an additional 4,522 vaccines were administered, the most in a single day throughout all of August or September. We had a pop-up vaccination clinic at the uh, Homegrown Farmers Market in downtown Moose Jaw on Saturday. So if you got your vaccination there, you're a part of that statistic. Way to go. These stories and more available for you right now at Moose Jaw's daily source for local news and information. It's discovermoosejaw.com. The federal election. by the numbers on the Daily Commentary next. At Bayer, obstacle is opportunity. We learn from the past. We innovate. Like adding Buteo Start to our Decalb canola to fight against flea beetles. Our next generation Decalb TruFlex canola with Roundup Ready and Liberty Link technologies offer herbicide flexibility. Plus, you get enhanced pod integrity for straight cutting with confidence. Depend on
0: DeKalb canola for an easier, faster, smoother harvest. DeKalb. The seed for every season. Always follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. When you're a farmer, you've learned to take the good with the bad because you've seen it all, and your roots are deep.
10: Daddy... I want to be a farmer just like you.
0: Farming is about a sense of pride in an honest day's work, careful planning, and growing for the future. Moose Jaw Co-op is on your team. Early mornings, late nights. Safely getting harvest completed with agro and fuel locations in Avonlea and Moose Jaw. We are growers. We are farmers. We are Moose Jaw Co-op. Be part of something bigger.
1: Election Day it is. I thought it might be interesting to take a look at some of the numbers to consider. Today's election will decide 338 seats in the House of Commons, including 14 in Saskatchewan. 170 is the number of seats a party needs to form a majority government. 76,106 is the population in the local Moose Jaw Lake Centre Lanigan riding, with 56,621 people eligible to vote. Voter turnout in 2019 was over 75%. Conservative candidate Tom Lukiski was the winner with 71% of the vote, with the NDP's Talon Regent finishing second with 17% of the vote. Five. That's how many people ran for the local seat in the House of Commons two years ago. We have six candidates, this time with the addition of a candidate for the Maverick Party. And one. One vote is what you get today. And you have until 7.30 this evening to make your mark. I'm Rob Kearney.